Happy February, guys. I wanted to show you um, my new adopted rescue. This is Bonnie, and she's amazing, and she's going to be at my feet pretty much this whole reading, wondering what the hell I'm doing. Um, but she's two, and she's gorgeous, and I'm so lucky to have her. We're so lucky to have her. Say hi, Bonnie. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to this February Movement Energy Reading. If you are new to these movement readings, you can roll back and check out the readings we've done in the previous months. And I tend to post these on YouTube and on our iTunes podcast, The Freestyle Approach. So wherever you are, thank you for tuning in. And as with any intuitive reading, this is meant to help guide you and to help validate stuff that may come up for you, help give you some tools. So take what really is helpful to you and leave the rest alone. You can always come back to it or it might not be meant for you at all. So ultimately listen at your leisure, take in what you're meant to take in and hopefully something in here will be useful to you. So let's get started. So the first thing that came up, which was a little bit odd because I did not expect this to come up was annoyance, annoyance. So take notice of your movement practice and your body relationship and your daily life and this could be a really good month to work with irritation to work with annoyance unfortunately or fortunately depending on your perspective we tend to suppress and deny irritation and annoyance there are some of us that are more vocal about it than others I tend to be someone who maybe doesn't hide it very well, but I tend to have more of a suppression habit when it comes to annoyance. So when it came up, I thought, hmm, that's really interesting because there's so many ways that annoyance can show up for us. And the invitation here is to develop your own unique tools for processing and moving through irritation and moving through annoyance. So a couple of things that you might notice. It can be healthy to set smaller tasks and set smaller goals, either for a movement training session or for your overall intentions for that month, because this can help you lower the expectation meter and help you feel a greater sense of success. And we're still in winter, we're still dealing with winter energies, and so having a more minimalistic goal setting structure can be really helpful to give you space to give you time to self-reflect and to give you manageable and accessible growth the second tip is just to notice what annoyance and irritation feels like somatically in your body you may be aware of the inner dialogue in the mind that comes up when you are annoyed but it can be really valuable to get the sensation markers inside the body that come up when you're annoyed so that you can do something about it or you can validate something about it or you can support yourself to move through it without feeling guilt or shame and feel like you have to push it further down. Our movement practice can be extremely helpful for working out like little microaggressions in your system. So, Things like flicking, shaking, throwing, kicking, jumping. These are really good things for kind of cleansing yourself of irritation. But you can also use breath work and not in a controlled, I breathe in for four counts and I breathe out for four counts, but allowing the annoyance energy within you to breathe. Now this, I should say, can be extremely activating and extremely triggering 
So take on the breath work that feels like you can hold and contain it. So for annoyance, you might just let yourself stand in your body, put on a song if that helps you feel a little bit more contained, and allow the irritation of whatever it is in conflict coming up against that you are resisting, things not going right, things not moving, things you see in your external world that piss you off, things that you feel in your internal world that piss you off, and see if you can hold space even a little bit for that irritation. So irritation breathing is a very unique kind of breathing, and I don't even wanna show you a demonstration of that because it's gonna be unique to each of us. And please only take on what you feel you can actually hold. So if it becomes too much, if it builds up too much heat, if your experience of your body gets too intense, that's the time to take a slower breath, look around the room, feel your feet, change the song, take a walk, shake it off, and then maybe you wanna to return to that breath work and maybe you don't. But the ultimate invitation here is to engage. Engage and not suppress annoyance and irritation. What I would say is that verbalizing the things that are irritating to you in a way that feels safe Right? You might go to social media and that feel, might feel extremely safe to you, but for many of us, it might be opening up a journal and letting yourself really purge, writing out what you're finding extremely annoying. It can be towards yourself, towards other people, towards environment, but getting it out. If you're not using dance, you can use words. Maybe, for example, you're experiencing an injury and moving through irritation is just not physically safe writing can be extremely helpful. Prompt questions you can ask yourself when it comes to annoyance is, what's pissing me off? Number one, what's pissing me off? <laughs> Just let yourself go, let yourself go into that. You know, when it comes to exploration, we need to create environments of safety where it's okay to dive into a particular aspect that may be unfavorable, something that may be in the outside world not okay, right? Maybe it's not okay in your environment for you to be irritated, but it's still a reality of the human condition. So how do we engage it? How do we engage it so that it's not being stuffed down into our cellular makeup and then coming out, leaking out in places where we don't have conscientious awareness, conscious awareness, we lose the ability to use tools to help because it's really just been kind of impacted too long, too far, too deep. So it's okay if you find yourself in a sensitive place where more things are irritating to you than they normally would be, or it's also okay if you find that that's a part of your life, but engaging with it and using the fact that you can move your body, you can write things down, you can breathe creatively, will let you get that stuff up and out, down and out, or give it a voice so it's not so confusing and uncomfortable inside your body. The second thing that came up this month is consistency. Uh, pretty common sense, I suppose. Picking a few things and doing them every day. So that goes back to setting smaller goals and tasks that are manageable, but also showing up and doing them every day. So let me give you an example of what is going on in my life. I'm trying to come back from this shoulder injury, so to speak, 
And something that I'm showing up and doing every day is certain grips and repeating conditioning moves within those grips. So starting to go into the positions that I need my body to be in when I dance, like the patterns I know I'm gonna be in. So for example, with pole dancing, there might be a certain kind of forearm grip or stronghold grip. And if I'm doing that, putting tension and putting force in a safe, repetitive way every day, then when I go into a freestyle and I need to express that stuff spontaneously, I'm not gonna be further damaging something that's unstable. So pick a few things. Maybe it's a certain kind of mobility exercise. Maybe it's a certain creative prompt. Maybe it's meditation, but pick one to three things that you're going to contain and make a part of your everyday life and notice what happens after three days of doing that, one week of doing that, a whole month of doing that. I'm pretty confident that there's gonna be extreme benefit to manageable growth through just consistent discipline. But show up, do the work, don't make it overwhelming. The last thing that intuitively came up for February for you guys and my own practice is rest. This has come up time and time again, and it will continue to come up simply because life lived in life right now is completely overstimulating and overwhelming, and our need for constant productivity or our desire and obsession with constant overproduction is gonna require us to rest and that means getting away from mind-centered activities, that means getting away from devices, that means getting away from environments where there's a lot going on that you have to process, and retreating to a place where you can ground, where you can relax, where you can settle or sleep. And I don't mean places that are mind-numbing or body-numbing activities like Netflix, I mean really constructive spaces for rest. So that might be taking a walk but not taking your phone with you. That might be stepping into a space in your house that doesn't have to do with brain activity. It might have to be a stairwell, for example, and just taking a moment to scan your body and see if there's any kind of movement that could feel good for you in that moment. That might mean making a cutoff time for activity in your morning or evening. Like let's say before 10 you don't, or before eight, you don't do anything that's gonna tax your system. Or after eight or 10 p.m., same thing. And just noticing what carving out that space in your daily life can do for just giving you more resources for the next day, helping you feel better in that moment. I think anyone that's experienced burnout will understand that if we don't maintain our system, if you can think of the body like an operating system, if we don't maintain it, then it becomes much more difficult to function. And I think the whole self-care, self-love wave is now you know a mandatory step because if we aren't turning ourselves inward and looking at what our real needs are and actually be able to feel ourselves feel our bodies feel our emotions we are going to be incapable of producing things producing what needs to happen in the external world you don't want to get to a point where you have to retreat from absolutely everything and go in this place where you are densely trying to recover yourself for three days, six months, two years, 
there is actual everyday maintenance and care that you can extend towards yourself so you can continue to show up, continue to show up today, continue to show up tomorrow, and do the things that bring you so much joy and meaning and significance in your life, which we all need. I mentioned this a few months back, I can't remember which month, but it was the idea of knowing when to stop. And that's the last mention I will say about rest is it can be very difficult when you've built momentum to know that it's a nice place to stop for the day. So for example, let's take our movement practice for example. You have space, you maybe carved out 45 minutes, two hours for a training, for choreographing, for conditioning, recovery, and you get to a point where you know you might be getting signals from your body or your mind that you've reached a point that it's a good time to stop. And on more than one occasion, we all just don't listen to those signals. Sorry, you're gonna hear my doggy pitter-patter. We don't listen to those signals. And, you know, the next day, three weeks from now, doing that may lead to an injury or doing that may lead to some other negative consequence. So it's not easy to listen when you wanna keep going. It's not easy. I know that, I experience that all the time. But if you can listen to the signals coming from your body about it's time to stop and be able to discern that that's not like a fear body trying to keep you from something uncomfortable, but that's really like, I've reached my capacity for this moment or today, and I'm gonna honor that. Think about how much self-trust you're gonna develop as a result of, there she is, as a result of listening to yourself. And remember that that may be coming from an emotional center, that may be coming from a physical place, or it may be coming from a mental place. And we can become overtaxed in all these different systems. So rest and start to invent all the beautiful, juicy ways that you can rest beyond sleep. There's so many other ways. So leave a comment down below if this was useful to you. If you are listening on the podcast, if you can leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Otherwise, I hope you have a beautiful February. I hope your bodies feel great. I hope you have time for yourself to dance. I hope you feel like creative and energized and restful and i will see you for the next movement reading in march thank you so much for your time bye one last thing for those of you who follow finding your freestyle a couple things coming up in two weeks i actually have a sold out four day immersion in san diego but that sunday night march 1st from 6 30 to 9 30 I'm holding a Trauma 101 workshop with Dr. Jess Linick, and this is about creating safer spaces for movement. We're gonna go into defining trauma and get really practical about how it shows up in the movement space. So if you are a teacher, a facilitator, student, studio owner, aspiring, any of those things, this is like a must attend, in my opinion, of course, um, and we hope to see you there. Also, I have workshops in LA, but they're almost full. So if you look at uh, my Instagram and you click the little link in my bio, that can be at Finding Your Freestyle or at Tracy Kafer. You can see the workshops that are happening in LA on March 4th and 5th. I believe the March 5th workshop is sold out, but there are a few spaces left in the March 4th workshop, which is a three hour deep dive in breaking patterns. 
We have the Sedona Energy Reset Retreat coming up April 15th. There actually are two spaces. This is an extremely rare and valuable event because we designed the food with a brilliant chef who coincides the energy food nourishment with what's going on in the activities. We have three facilitators coming from three different worlds, a psychologist and somatic therapist, a movement facilitator, and a more metaphysical cranial sacral and family constellations facilitator that focuses on healing arts. We come together and invent intersecting activities for those three modalities and it's absolutely mind-blowing. Last year was incredible. I can't wait for this year and I hope you can join us. That's in April in Sedona, Arizona. On August 1st through the 8th, we have the Soul Movement Retreat in the gorgeous Blue Spirit in Nosara, Costa Rica. This is one of the premier retreat centers in the world. The movement spaces will change your life and we're gonna be engaging in movement and body-mind-centered activities so you can really come back to yourself. And that's gonna be an absolutely incredible event. Stay tuned for monthly online freestyle sessions. We have three in February. One is this Friday, Valentine's Day. And we have a Hudson Valley Fall Movement Immersion coming up, but that has not been released yet. So stay tuned to my website, which is getting rebuilt and looks amazing and beautiful. And I'm getting there. It's not finished yet, but I can't wait to show it to you. So that's the events coming up. And other than that, if you're in New York City, I'll see you at Body and Pole. If you're in the Hudson Valley, I'll see you at Embody Pole Dance. And I can't wait to move with you. Bye.